Well, hello and God bless you and welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com where we are here with the Word of God to help you stay encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend and I certainly do count a blessing and a privilege to be your hostess on our podcast. So today, we're going to be finishing up the book of Ruth, chapter 1. So stay tuned, everybody. That's what's coming up next. All right, everybody. So listen, as we recap what we learned the last time that we were together, we now have three women who are widows. We've got mother-in-law Naomi, along with daughters-in-law Ruth and Orpah. And they're at a point now where they need to make a decision. So Naomi decides that she wants to go back to Bethlehem. She knows that the famine is over. And what she is doing is asking or or really entreating her daughters-in-law to stay in Moab, to go back to their parents' house that they may find rest. In other words, to marry once again and start their lives over. So one of the daughters-in-law named Orpah decided to take Naomi up on her offer and although she was sad she went on back to her family's house knowing full well that the elder Naomi would have to fend for herself in a land that was not necessarily kind to widows. Ruth however decided that she was going to stay with Naomi take her on as family and even started serving Naomi's God which we know is the one true God of Israel. So, and thinking about that, what an awesome testimony of conversion. you got to think about Moab and that it was a strange land where idols were worshipped. As a matter of fact, in verse number 15 of Ruth chapter 1, notice that Orpah went back to her gods, Ruth said. So that's gods with a, a lowercase g, and an S on the end, so that's plural. So that's saying that they worship many gods. While the word doesn't tell us what Naomi said or did, she obviously impacted Ruth through her love and dedication to God so that she would convert over to our Savior. Are we really aware of who is watching us and how we interact with people? This, this really begs us to think about, you know, how impactful we are for Christ. Could we be living and loving for him differently and more consistently so that people will come to Christ because of us? Something else that I noticed in Ruth's insistence on staying with Naomi was the promise that was made in verse 17. So this is what Ruth said to Naomi. Part of what she said, where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and much more, if anything but death parts you and I. My goodness, my goodness, BCU family. This is a serious vow. And think about this. This vow came from a woman who was willing to travel from her homeland, and I'm talking about Ruth, to travel from Moab, her homeland, to a strange land with her mother-in-law. How deep 
did the love roots go in that relationship? And a question for us to ask ourselves is, how willing are we to give up the familiar and love and trust God for where he wants to take us? Amen. Something to think about. Let's also take a look at the thought behind that same vow. This was a time that especially people relied on your word and the integrity of you keeping that word. The word of God says that a good name is rather to be chosen above riches. And that's Proverbs chapter 22 verse 1. We also talked about vows and promises in a former post entitled Five Lessons the Lord Taught Me in 2015, and that's in part one. Uh, If you haven't had a chance, check out the blog post on that one and also the podcast. For me to just summarize it here, in short, it says, whenever you promise something, you definitely need to mean it and follow through with it with the help of the Lord. Now, sometimes unforeseen circumstances do come up. We are still accountable for what we said, and we want to be sure that we make arrangements to follow through with it as soon as we can. All right, so let's get a little further into our lesson. As the ladies now, and the ladies meaning Ruth and Naomi, have made their way back into Bethlehem. So as they are there, Um, It comes to pass in verse number 19 that the city was all abuzz with Naomi's arrival. Naomi is obviously still grieving, and as people are speaking to her, she instructs those people to call her Mara, meaning bitter, rather than Naomi, meaning pleasant, because she said that the Almighty had dealt bitterly, left her empty, testified against her and afflicted her. And that's in verses 20 through 21. Now I want to stop right here and just say that this is proof that grief is biblical, everybody. It is biblical. At this time, Naomi was hurting. And and while she didn't curse God, she was very direct in how she felt at that moment about losing her family. This coupled with the fact that she likely felt that she was destined to be poverty stricken among these people who once knew her as a secure married woman most likely exacerbated her mourning. We covered the topic of dealing with people who are mourning aloud in the post five lessons the Lord taught me in 2015. That was part two of that segment. Check it out if you haven't had a chance to. The bottom line is, is that we need to be directed by the Lord as to what to say or if we should say anything. The scriptures did not record anyone trying to shush Naomi or to say that she shouldn't feel that way. They let her grieve. And there are times where we need to do that. Just take a step back and ask the Lord to help us to know what to say and when to just stay. And that means to keep our mouths closed and pray. 
So what happens is at the end of our chapter, the ladies are in Bethlehem um, and they, they land there right at the beginning of the barley harvest. And that is not just a coincidence. It's a good time to get some work and to get out and to meet some people. And what we're going to do is look at that the next time that we're together. So let's recap our takeaways for the entire book of Ruth, chapter 1. So Ruth, chapter 1, these are our takeaways. Always remember, everyone, that obedience is better than sacrifice. So with the help of the Lord, as we are looking at Ruth 1, once again in your private study time, Think about the obedience to what the Word of God said and the obedience that took place and be sure to do that rather than to sacrifice. Love is an action item, even more so when it is not easy. You know, we talked about Orpah and Ruth and loving their mother-in-law, Naomi, yet Orpah decided to go her own way when it was time for love to be shown. Now, it's not always the easiest or the the most best thing that we want to do at the time is to show love when times get tough. It's not easy, and it's just the grace of God that gets us through that. Let us try to remember that God loves us through our tough times, so we have to love one another through the tough times. As a matter of fact, that's a true measure of love when you can do it when it is not easiest. Also, love does provide for other people. What really did touch my heart about this story is that Ruth decided to, again, take her mother-in-law on as family, and she's going to be going out into the harvest to make sure that they are fed and taken care of. There are times in our lives where we need to love and do things for others, even when they can't bless us. So think about that. We don't only want to love and do for people that can reciprocate. We also want to be sure that we are doing things for people and loving on people who can't otherwise uh, do for us in return. Amen? Amen. We also want to make sure that we honor our vows. And God takes this very seriously. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 talks all about this and how it is better for us to not vow hastily, or even to not vow at all. It's better that we don't even say that we're going to do something rather than promise we're going to do it and then renege. So be careful, everybody, with what it is that you promise that you're going to do. With the help of the Lord, you want to be sure that you follow through with it. And then lastly, and we talked about this a little bit already, it's to pray for what you're going to say. You know, God does give us the tongue of the learned, and that's in the book of Isaiah, so that we'll know what to speak at the right time. If we stay in tune with God, we'll never have to worry about saying something that is going to be out of place. So know what to say and when to say it. Well, all right, family, this is going to conclude our study of Ruth chapter one. I pray that this blesses you and also challenges you to do better and to do differently for our God. I know that did for me. So Lord will, next time we're together, we'll take a look at Ruth chapter two. And until that time, may God bless you richly and stay on the wall. Thank you.